What's good? What's good? What's good, fam? It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, kind of like took off without wanting to take off, I guess you could say. I did the live with my boy Richard Ledesma. Last week, I took a break. This week, we back at it. And we got a special guest. Uh, we're going to be calling it a little bit later. But before we get started, um, good things are happening all over. Last week, or was it a couple weeks ago, we um, officially um, celebrated my brother's one of one's uh, first album release party. Big shout outs to my boy, one of one. An amazing time in the Lord. Ready or not is on all your digital platforms. Check him out. He's there on Instagram under one of one music. Uh, Jesse Silva is his name on Facebook as well. But before anything, we want to get into the word. Amen. So we're going to open our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6. And it says this. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in the summer and gathers her food in harvest. One of the things that I love about the ant is the ant is a self-motivator. Doesn't have someone telling her what to do. She knows what she's got to do. And she takes care of business. Because she looks at the the end before the beginning. She knows that if she doesn't take care of business today. She's going to pay for it later. And it just speaks volumes about how sometimes. You know in, in the Hispanic community. The word is mañana. You know do it tomorrow. Let, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Or not today. Or I'm going to push it, push it. But we know that we need to prepare. We need to consider uh, if we don't, if we're lazy today, we're going to pay for it tomorrow. And um, we don't need people telling us what to do. We know what to do. One of the things that popped in my mind is when you when you think about working and you think about going to work. And does your boss constantly have to tell you what to do? I mean, you've been at that job 45 years. Like, you know what you got to do. You know what you got to get done. And you know what time it needs to be done. And secondly, is doing everything unto the Lord. Understanding that everything we do is unto the Lord first. He's our ultimate boss. We do everything to acknowledge Him. We do everything and everything we do. The Bible says in Proverbs, to acknowledge Him in all your ways. Amen. So, be that ant. Be that hard worker. Be that person that doesn't need to be told what to do every day, 10 times a day. Amen. So we're going to get it in right now. This is a special guest. Um, I know that uh, it says right here on his Instagram that he makes electric beats. Uh, Toby Mac meets BEP. Uh, he loves Jesus, loves his family. He's vegan. He's a Laker fan. And uh, so we're going to check him out in about a couple minutes. Stay tuned. God bless. It's about to go down. Oh, snaps. All right, here we go with my brother. Hello? Hey, what's good, fam? It's your boy, Big D, a.k.a. The People's Preacher. You're on the app. Hey. What's good, what's fam? I'm good. I'm blessed. What's up? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. The energy is amazing. Hey, man, God is good. I'm feeling good. Hey man, go ahead and uh, uh, go ahead and uh, greet those that are listening. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Something, something quick. All right. Well, my name is Jones Six. 
Um, I always tell people I come from Nobodyville. Um, I'll tell you more about that later. Ooh, <laughs> um, come on. I'm, um, I'm all about, you know, I'm, I love hip hop and I love the Lord. So it just kind of comes together in my music. I've been, you know, rapping since since I was like 10 years old. And um, I'm all about, you know, just, you know, making great music and, you know, lyrics. And, you know, I'm a um, family dude, definitely. Um, and a uh, big, big, huge Laker fan. <laughs> okay, okay. And um yeah, and I just you know, I'm just uh trying to get get this um trying to get my new album out and it's coming out in April and I'm you know feeling really good about that and I'm just blessed to be here. Amen, amen, my brother. So check this out. So we wanna uh before we get into anything, we wanna learn a little bit more about the man June June was it what was the what was the nickname again? June sixth. June sixth. Amen. I don't wanna mess up your name and butcher it. So tell us, <laughs> no so, problem. So you said you come from Nowhereville, but before we get to where you came from, let's talk a little bit about you know the the, the youngin. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know where you grew up. How how kind of uh, you know how was the environment where you grew up at? Okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm actually all over the place because I'm a, I'm a military brat. So oh, I was I was born in yeah I was born in Panama. Oh, um, which not many people know. Like I mean, when, I tell, when I tell them, they're like, "What?" Like, yeah, I was born in Panama, and um, I only stayed there for maybe like six months. So I don't really have like that's why I don't have an accident or anything like that. Like, or don't know it went like where it doesn't seem like that. But uh, six months later, I'm I, you know relocated to to Brooklyn. Um, was there for like maybe about five years. Um, and according to my mom, we were in Washington. I guess I must have been too young to remember that, but I lived in Washington, I guess, for a short time too. Um, wow. But before, yeah, and then after that, I was about maybe like five, six years old. We moved to Texas. I've uh, been in Texas for about maybe like 14, like, like nine, 10 years. And then right before high school, that's when I ended up in California, uh, actually in Barstow, the high desert. Wow. Uh, shout out high desert. <laughs> All right. Um, and then, yeah, since then, like, after I graduated high school, I ended up in, in Northridge in the Valley. Um, and then, you know, from there, I've been in, in California pretty much, you know, now I'm, in the, now I'm in the Antelope Valley, but I've been in California ever since about 91. So, I mean, growing up, I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of different things. I mean, we didn't really, you know, experience, like, I guess what you would say, like, you know, street life or whatever, dealing with you know, gangs and things like that. You weren't like in the that. hood? Nah, I was never really Slanging in the hood. and banging? Nah, <laughs> suburbs. Suburbs all day. All right, all <laughs> Suburban right. lifestyle. I mean, it was to the point where when we finally, when we heard we were moving to California, like me and my brother, we put all our, we put all our red clothes and all our blue clothes away. We were like, we didn't, we didn't even know what to expect. It's like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to California. All I know about California is, um, is what, what NWA and, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 Ice T was rapping about, so I'm like, you know, heard about the movie Colors. And I'm like, nope. So we put all our red and blue clothes away. So it was like, so that's how, you know, I guess, you know, as far as you know that that type of life, there was no connection to that kind of a struggle, uh, as far as as far as my life was concerned. But mm. you know, for me, the struggles were different. You know, it was like, you know, you have the, you know, the growing up, the high school thing, trying to fit in and. You know, and then um, trying to um, you know find myself. Yeah. You know, I think in, in like I say, pop high middle school, high school. Yeah. That's when I started dealing with, you know, high school. So I started dealing with you know depression and things like Ooh. that. Hey, Amen. Um, yeah. Real quick, just let, let's 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 rewind a little bit, man. This is a lot. You're you're giving me a lot of rate, a lot of good stuff. Uh, As a kid, uh, 
do you remember anything about growing up in Brooklyn that you could kind of share with us? You know, you know what? It's crazy because like I do, I do. Being so young, I mean, I remember you know going to the, you know, going to the daycare and and like I remember my teacher's name was Mrs. Voy, but mm. I used to call her Miss Boy. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know, I, I could tell I was definitely attached to attached to my mom because I think I remember at least five or six times when I go up to talk to the teacher, I'd be like, "Mommy," you know, because mm-hmm. I just like, you know, I just like. I mean, so I remember that, and I remember like, you know, hanging out with my cousins who were like maybe a block over okay. uh, from where we were. So we had like the whole block sold up in Brooklyn, like Crown Heights, and I'm like, so. Um, we would just like go next door and I mean go around the block or whatever and um and then my aunt Aunt Marie uh got arrested so you know she was you know we'd always go over to her house and you know so we you know we had that whole area that like sewed up mm. and it was just like it was I, I remember family. That's what Amen. I remember the most. Yeah, and that's yeah. So you jumped from Brooklyn to Texas, correct? Yeah. What is that is that like a day and night? You know what? Texas was you know, I think I got to experience Texas more. Um, Brooklyn, like I said, I have snapshots yeah. you know, of, of, of life there, but Texas is where I kind of started to come into my own. That's when I started rapping. Um, that's when I started experiencing hip hop, started experiencing, you know, all the, all the, you know, the pioneers you could think of, you know, the, the run DMCs, the, the, the NWAs, mm. the rock hymns, you know, chaos ones, all, all of that, you know, too short. I mean, back. everything. You're taking it yeah. back, bro. <laughs> yeah. No so, I mean, skinny I, jeans in them. No? Nah, no skinny jeans. They they had to be baggy or bust. I mean, mm-hmm. you they ain't supposed to fit. Come on, come on. But um, and, and now they don't I, fit either. But anyways, oh, I know, right? It's either too tight or too big. It's like, always to kill me is when people like they would wear tight pants and they would sag. I'm like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose of the tight pants. I thought you wanted to keep them up, uh, but I'm like, I'm like how you how you got it? How you got a tight pants and then you try to sag? I mean. <sighs> Get them a little looser, then they might actually say. Come but on, not, come on. But uh, no, it, it's like there was, there was like I couldn't really have anything to compare to. Yeah. Um, other than the fact that you know I started to kind of, you know, learn about life a little more. I was, yes. you know, being in middle school. That's when I started to really start to touch hip hop. Actually, elementary school really, because uh, I had my first, I had my first freestyle battle in elementary school. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That, that you was remember like, the that was... the topic? But you guys were you going back and forth. It was hilarious because, you know, in elementary school, it was like, you know, um, more like, let me see, like, it, it was it was like around the neighborhood type of thing. Yeah, You know, yeah. where you just kind of beat, you know, beating up MCs or whatever. I think it was like in middle school is when I started, when I actually got, actually got beat by somebody. Because I, I had this little cute rap I used to do. I used to like kind of rap, like, you know, I was a kid. And so yeah. I used to enjoy being rapping like a kid. I even had a song called I'm Just a Playing Kid who's on the mic and I was and it was like oh it's cute so I did that free I did that rap against this dude who just wanted to tear my head off in the in the lunch line and during the lunch uh lunchtime circles and you know he just destroyed me then I <laughs> and then like the next day I came back I was like okay I'm gonna go back at him and the next day I came back with another verse and I just completely transformed my style that day and wow. I beat him and that was that was that but we, it was like all we used to always had those like those battles in uh, in middle school. I remember that so, know, very fondly. And then, so it's through these rap battles. Did you? Where did you figure out where? Okay, maybe God's not in the picture yet. I'm not too sure. But where do you find yourself, the young, the young June six, 
falling in love with hip hop? Was it through battle rap? You know what? It was through Run DMC. Ooh, okay. like, <laughs> it was Run DMC. I mean, because you know, my brother brought he he would always get he was always come up on the on the latest music. I mean, every anything new, I got it because 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 my brother got it, and so he brought he brought that that record because yeah, it was literally records back then. Ooh, come on. <laughs> he brought that record, Run DMC. Uh, and he put that that in there and um and uh raising H E double hockey sticks. Oh <laughs> and uh, he put that on there and I was just like mesmerized. I'm like, okay, I'm a rap. That was that was it. That was it. And I and I and I wrote my first rap and then from oh, there that was it. So that was I fell in love with it that moment. And mm. and, and then even that then it, you know, I was like and it only took me a year to say I want to do this for real. Oh snaps. At 11 years old, I was like, you know, you I remember? I gotta be a. Go ahead. You know, oh no, I'm saying at 11, I was like, I gotta be. I gotta get in that. I gotta get in this game because <laughs> I did a. I had my biggest. As a matter of fact, my biggest audience was when I was 11 years old. My first show was the biggest audience still I've ever had. <laughs> hey. And and at that that applause, that ovation, all of that, I was like, wow, this wow. is what I want. Do you remember uh, anything about your first rap? Any lyrics? Anything? Oh, you know what? I actually remember the first rap. It's 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 like, oh my goodness! It is like that's it, it's so funny I, that I remember it. Cause, <laughs> uh, you want me to spit it? <laughs> if you if, if you got a few you got some a um, uh, few bars for us, that'd be kind of dope. <laughs> oh my goodness! My first rap when I was ten years old. It, 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 okay, cheesy cheesy warning. Cause uh. It's like cheesy. All right, so I'm like. <laughs> I put my real name in it. Like my name is my name is Tony Blanco. I am a MC. I was born and ever shall be the king of rap, the king of the world, the king of every boy and girl. <laughs> I'm the best, the best. Yeah, I'm better than the rest. I'll be anyone in any rapping contest. I'm the best. No one can defeat. Now, isn't that neat? <laughs> oh, snaps. <laughs> hey, it sounds better. It sounds better than most of the stuff out today, anyway. But anyway. Other than saying I'm the best like 800 times. <laughs> yeah, you, hey, you gotta, hey, you like, I'm the king. And you, uh, but, but it's like, you gotta think that way. I mean, you gotta know that, you know what I'm saying? But that's crazy. So, right there, you you know, you're 11, 12 years old. You're 11 years old, right? And you fell, you fall in love with hip hop. You're like, yeah, I wanna do this for the rest of my life. So, you go from Texas, you're living in Texas, you said about 10, 12 years, 14 years? Yeah, about 10 years. I got to Cali in like 91. Tell us how that transition looked. Coming from Texas to Cali, how did that transition look for you, your family, just mine, your perspective? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, how do you go from Texas to Cali and like the culture shock? I mean, what was it? Well, I mean, I think one of the things that, that I liked about um, what I learned about Cali was like, it wasn't exactly what I thought it was in terms of like, you know, well, first of all, if you, if you're thinking about Cali, you know, the first thing you think about Cali when you're in Texas is one gangs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, like I said, we put our blue clothes and we, our red clothes away. We said, we're not wearing anything, you know, not realizing, you know, you might run up on a green gang, but like, Hey, you green? <laughs> um, green we love gang. money. You know, I don't know. Yeah. We like trees, you know, but, um, <laughs> and, <laughs> But like that was that one part. Then of course mm. you think Cali, you know, you know beaches and palm trees and and all of that, you know. So you're thinking that. Um, 
Hollywood celebrities. We ended up in Fort Irwin. My God. We we were in the desert. I didn't think California had deserts. I was like, are you kidding me? I walked outside, tumbleweed blew right by. I was like, whoa, this is Cali? So so the first thing was, okay, Cali's not quite what you expected. There's other areas. You got to be in certain areas to really experience it. Um, I think later on I started to appreciate the weather, obviously. SoCal yeah, winter yeah. is not is better than any winter I've ever experienced in my life. Definitely, um, definitely. I don't think I'll ever leave just because of the winters, because SoCal winters are amazing. But um, I mean, in terms of just kind of enjoying, like enjoying learning California, it was more like what I experienced while I was there. And I don't know if it had anything to do with being in California, just being a teenager. Mm. Um, you know, just kind of experiencing the fact that, okay, now, you know, we're being popular starts to really matter and you're starting to make friends and you know you 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 you, you want you want a girlfriend yeah. and all these other things and so I kind of just I think what happened in in um in in high school was I started to kind of um you know again just try to figure out figure out me yeah. and value was placed on you know being popular value was placed on having a girlfriend all that stuff and uh, I made, I made, I had, you know, two really good friends um, that, you know, kind of, kind of kept me sane and also drove me insane in the same, Come on. in the same breath. You know, I'm doing things I wasn't supposed to do, like, you know, skipping school. And um, I hope that my mom doesn't hear this. But <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to send the link. I mean... I'll send the link to your mama. <laughs> but, um, you know, and it was weird so, because. They, uh, what do they say when, like, you commit a crime? And like so many years, it's it's it can be used against you. Statue limitations. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a statue on that. I, I believe so. Yeah. But uh, I mean, and the funny thing about it is, we actually skipped school to re- to record music. It was so funny. Like that's literally what we did. It was really weird. Oh wow! You know, a cool. couple of days we would skip school just to record music. It was like, oh, we got this big thing coming up. We gotta we gotta make you know make a song for it. We never finished a song. <laughs> we just, we never finished a song. But it's like, oh, that was the reason. I'm like going home feeling like dirty you know uh, but um <laughs> but and then of course kind of you know making friends with 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 uh because in barstow there were there were genuine gangbangers running around barstow so i didn't really see the gang life but we knew them and you know they became friends with us because me and my boy andre we were rappers and okay, they loved okay. the rap and, and so they're like okay you guys are, you guys are cool because you guys got bars you know mm. like so I mean that was you know that was that I started getting better with, with with the skills on that but I also was you know definitely struggling with trying to you know find myself trying to fit in yeah yeah just really and of course button heads with you know with my dad uh, which still kind of sucks to this day because you know he he passed away in two thousand nine so mm. you know I, I never really you know I mean I think I think we kind of you know I, I if if you ask someone else they're like okay he knew you loved him. You know, for me, I feel like, man, I, I wish I didn't waste those years butting heads with him in high school and, you know, you know, and all that time. But, you know, he, he had been in the military, so he'd been overseas a lot. And when we finally got to California, that's when he got, you know, he, he was finally, you know, retired. And, you know, well, he was he retired and home with us. So it was like good percentage of, the, percentage of our lives, you know, it was just kind of me and my mom, you know, me, my sister, me, my brother, and my mom, then me, my sister, and my brother, and my mom. And then, you know, then of course now, you know, my dad comes back, and so now, kind of trying to get back into that zone, 
you know, it wasn't like he was gone for a bad thing. He was actually overseas, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. doing military doing military things. But, you know, that was when it was like, okay, well, now you're trying to, like, legislate. <laughs> and it was weird, you know, trying to do that. So I was kind of, you know, bumping heads in, in that respect. And that kind of, you know, made things a little odd. Yeah. Um, and so I was just trying to deal with that. So it was different. Yeah, you said, um, uh, tell us a little bit, like, you know, a lot of, you don't meet a lot of uh, kids who, uh, Sorry, I don't know if the term is right. Like you said, military brat. Yeah, military brat. What <laughs> or army brat? <laughs> yeah, army brats. My bad. What are some of the things that you can probably uh, identify with an army brat, and some of the um, maybe the struggle somebody maybe be out there listening. You know, some of the things that uh, you know, you feel like you went through. Uh, that I don't know, just to kind of like encourage those that maybe in a place where they're moving from state to state, you know, mm-hmm. what, what kind of uh, encouragement you can, or maybe a story is like, give us a little un- uh, understanding there. I mean, for me, I think it wasn't so much for me as much as it was for my brother. I mean, cause whenever he, he actually, we moved when he was getting ready to graduate high school. Uh, he was like, you know, getting ready to become a senior in high school. And then we moved to California. So all that, all those friends, all those people that he established, all those people that would be rooting for him when he's walking across the stage or whatnot, that um, he couldn't, he didn't, wasn't able to really experience that. He made friends when he got, when he got to the new high school, but it was, it wasn't, you know, quite the same. Um, I think the drastic change, you know, when you're moving around a lot, you know, you, you just kind of have to, you know, adjust on the fly. You know, I never really built any major connections to where I was before I moved. I was, like I said, I was five. Yeah, yeah. When we left New York, I was um, 14 with a couple of friends, but not really like, you know, I was kind of like the the dork, the nerd. So I didn't really have too many friends. And then, um, whereas my brother had, you know, had connect, had, you know, true friendships and things like that, that he kind of had to, you know, you know, let go when he when he moved to um, when he moved to California. I'd say that you know that's the only thing you know when you're dealing with the changes that 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 come, you know, because sometimes you're going to be you know it's more for the young people than it really is for the um you know for the ones that are in the military. I don't know because I can't relate. Yeah, yeah, I've never, yeah, yeah. uh, never been a father with that has to relocate, pick up and go. Um, and my brother, he's he was he was in the military for uh, over 20 years, and so he can relate. Yeah, you know, to, to to moving around and things like that. But for the kids that have to deal with that. You know, it is it is an adjustment, but you just you know gotta trust that you're going you're gonna make new new friends, you're gonna make new connections, and you know just um, you know, kind of be prepared for that. Yeah. And and it's an adjustment, but you just as long as you got that 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 family foundation, they're gonna they're gonna you know always be in your corner, and they'll have you prepared. So it's like, don't feel pressured to make new friends when you get there. Just kind of let everything flow. Mm. You know, let everything let everything happen. You know, don't be like, okay, well, I'm not going to know anybody. This is going to suck, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're the new kid. You know, you're the new kid, but just just be yourself. You know, just be yourself. Trust God. And hopefully you got a strong foundation where they are, where you do have a God-fearing, you know, God-fearing family. And so they'll, they'll keep they'll give, they'll give you the right perspective so you don't feel so alone when you mm-hmm. when you start starting that new life and that new school. Amen. You spoke about when you were in high school, you know, identity, finding yourself, you know, knowing who you are. Then you are one of the things that I notice about a, I don't know, I guess it's always been this way. We just don't notice what it's just not as uh, in our face, maybe like it, it is now. Depression, mm-hmm. uh, fitting in, depression. 
you 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 say you dealt with a depression in high school. Yeah, it was, you it was weird. You, I don't yeah. know if you deal with it. I mean, what would be the proper way of saying that? I said I dealt with it. Okay. Uh, and and the weird thing about it is, I guess. I, I don't want to say deal with it because it sounds like I still have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I will say is, you know, there was a time where, you know, and, 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 and I put this in perspective because there is a level of disappointment you can have with life when you misvalue certain elements of life. Ooh, talk um, about that one. Talk about that So, one. like, for instance, you know, you think of the person that, places a high value on education and being successful um and, and sometimes sometimes the parents permeate that and so they 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 get an f and they're like jumping out of the, the out of the dorm room you know no window or balcony because they can't bring an f home to their parents that type of stuff or and, and as well well what what gave you the idea that grades were that important i mean yes it's important to a degree, but to the point where you're saying it's 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 the same category of a life and death situation, the same category of I'm not worth living or I'm not worth anything because I can't get an A. Uh, for me, it was like, okay, you know, get a girlfriend, have a lot of friends, you know, uh, is this, I, no one likes me. You know, it's like, okay, well, life sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and on top of that, I'm arguing with my dad. You know, I, 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 and my brother is in the army. I'm by myself. You know what I'm saying? It's like all this. And I'm like, this sucks. No one understands me. No one understands what I'm going through. Mm. I can't do this. And, and that's where you started to, you know, think about, well, what am I attaching value to? And I was attaching value to popularity and, and having, you know, having a girlfriend and all these other things and people picking on me and, you know, calling me ugly, you know, um, things like that, you know, because you know, you're not what people think you should be. And so kind of misvaluing yourself. And so it's like, well, I won't be here. Um, and, and the thing is, you start to learn, well, that's not, you're not the only one that has that. You know, I, I hung around with a lot of outcasts, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, in high school, you know, and as a matter of fact, even though I had my one best friend, he was popular. So I, I kind of sort of tried to get the popularity by default, but it wasn't really quite the same. Yeah. So when I was not hanging out with him, I was with the outcasts. You know, and the the ones that were that, that wasn't so so popular and things like that, um, and maybe that might have kept things together. Of course, you know, my mom kept us, you know, kept us in in church and things like that. You know, and, and so that was a um, definitely something that that kind of kept it together. But I do remember, you know, in high school, and you know, I was sitting there and unrealistically holding this rope or something like that, and I'm like telling my sister, I don't want to be here anymore, mm. and she's like, If you love me, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> you know, and I was, yeah. and I just, I just kind of, you know, like okay, and, and you know, that was kind of the last kind of thought on that part. Um, but it was, it was real. It was a real desire to like not be here. To just like, and, and you know, and would I ever have ever done it? I mean, no. I had things to look to, you know, yeah. things to to keep me together. But it was just a real time of of, of misery, and it kind of went all the way through all the way through after and that's, after high school yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's a that's a huge reality with a lot of people is mm-hmm. people you know not uh i guess not valuing not understanding you know their value not and, and that's because there's no relationship with with the, with the lord so my next mm-hmm. question to you is 
you know, it sounds like you grew up pretty much in like a Christian home. Yes. But we're definitely. but what people don't understand a lot of times you know of God, but we don't know God. So there's exactly. like a there's no relationship there. You're kind of like you're kind of like experiencing God through your parents and and other people. When does uh uh when do you come to a place where you begin to you begin to um experience God for yourself where there's a relationship there where God comes into your heart uh, and you you begin to you begin to like when does that happen for you or was it there already you know what for me it was it was a and you're right there's a situation where you know of God but you don't have you don't have that personal relationship i think you know which is indicative of a lot of you know of the society we have now and there's a lot of people that you know they you know they kind of say you know they can be godly per se in certain situations or they can say pray you know thank god and they they have this knowledge of a higher power or whatever or they go to church and they just have this kind of a shell of a faith yeah um it's like and for me it was like okay um i didn't start to I guess the long story short is I didn't start to de to develop my relationship with God until I actually was forced to get into his word. Mm. Um, and, and it's like, it's almost like with anything, you know, you, you, you'll have an acquaintance that, you know, you'll see on a day-to-day -day basis. And you're like, Oh, that's John. I work with John. He's cool people. And you just kind of say, Hey John, how's it going? How was your weekend? It was good. Oh, good. All right, man. And then you just kind of do your thing, but you don't know John. Mm. You just know John, right? Amen, and amen. then you start to have conversations. You guys, you know, kick it. You talk more. You have lunch. You know, you 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 know, you talk on Facebook, whatever. And now it's like you're talking about, you know, certain problems that he's going through and things like that. Now I know, you know, what his family life is. Now I know where he grew up. Now I know, you know, what he likes, what he doesn't like. Now, you know, favorite rapper is, you know, and and now it there and so now we're friends we're tight you know and then even deeper we're buddies you know we're like brothers yeah. you know and so for me it's like during that time you know it was like you know again you got the you got the shell faith you go to church you come home you know you, you pray on occasion and whatnot but you don't really read don't really read your word you know i just kind of hear it from others uh it took it took kind of having you know having you know my my faith questioned to have me to go dig into the word. And at first I was kind of digging into word to kind of justify where I was. Mm. Um, and then what happened was it ended up saying that I wasn't where I was supposed to be. <laughs> and and I credit wow. credit my wife a lot with that. Uh, because at the at the time, because this 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 extended disdain with life and just disconnect from things carried on all over through junior junior college. Um, so around that time that's when I had ran into um, ran into my well, she, you know, first was like, you know, a girl I was trying to get with. <laughs> did she? And then uh, we started having conversations. Yeah. Was she? Did she fall in love with you? Or you fell in love with her. <laughs> I fell in love with her, and I fell in love with her really. Talk fast about too. Uh, was, talk about how you guys met, and before we get into the the whole the the the, the more of your your walk with the Lord, how, how did you meet this girl? How did you impress her with your lyrics? Well, you know what? Actually, you know what? Nah, that didn't work. <laughs> No, actually, what I did, um, I was. Well, the funny thing is, like, she 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 laughs about it now because uh, she she laughed about it then too. I talked to everybody that I thought was, you know, 
was on point. You know, I I, I tried to talk to every single girl I, I possibly saw on that <laughs> campus. I'm like, oh, she's cute. I want her to be my girlfriend. Let's try it yeah. out. No, okay. All right, next. How about you? You know, and you know, she was in my English one English English one A class, and um, she came in and just had this really like you know cute, you know cute look about. Her. I was like, hey, you know what? Hmm. I was like, she's very intriguing. You know, and it was literally what I thought, like, oh, wow. You know, I just kept looking at her, you know, and then, you know, finally we we got ended up getting in a, a group um, in the class. And then I got to, like, you know, kind of talk to her a little bit. And then, of course, after after class, we always had, like, a little lag time where people were waiting for their rides and stuff like that. And so we had a little group that we just kind of hang out and, um, you know, after class and things like that. And, you know, after a while, I started continue, continually trying to, you know, talk to her and, you know, finally I asked her to you know to if she would you know want to be my girlfriend or whatnot, and she was like, "But we're friends, right?" So that was basically a no. Um, <laughs> and then and then she moved away. Oh um, no! To like a city, maybe like a half an hour away from from where I was, and I never saw her for a long for a long time. Uh, a couple of years later, you know, I'm in the mall, and um, I you know she sees me actually because so I had to kind of get the other perspective. Apparently, when we were in the mall, uh, her her mom saw saw me. It's like, oh, there's that boy. You know, that's what she says. You know, she said, there's that boy that you know because I met her mom before I met her. Okay, okay. And then I made, then I found out that that, that was her mom or whatever. So you're already um, kind of in already. Yeah, and that was kind of interesting <laughs> because you know I became like I said I became friends with her mom first, and so she said so she kind of you know came over that direction when I was waiting for my for my sister because I was taking her to the restroom and whatnot. Um. You know, kidnappers and all that. So, and I'm just like, and so she comes up, and then she's like, "Hey, I'm okay," you know. And then we just connected again, and she almost, you know, after we were talking for a little bit, I just kind of picked up where I left off because we were talking, and I was like, "You know, you got a boyfriend," and she was like, (laughs) "You got a man." I'm like, I'm picking up right where I left off, and I think she had on overalls that day too. I don't remember what she wore and everything, but (laughs) so I, um, you know, she almost had, you know, turned around and left, and I, I got. I got asked her for a number, uh, and I do remember it was on some yellow, yellow note like notepad paper. Wow! And I was like so glad I kept that number. Called her, and I you know we talked. We talked on a regular basis, you know about random things, different wow. things. But That's cool. I got to yeah, and then I got to learn about her faith. That's when Ooh. I got to learn about her faith, you know, and really, you know, you know we would have all kinds of different conversations. But the thing was, she she um. She let me be me. Mm, okay. Even though she stuck to her faith, it, it, it's a weird balance, you know. It's like it, it, it's kind of like okay, you know. It's like I see because she saw who I was, you know. It's like yeah. okay, yeah, I'm kind of you know misguided in, in our faith. I don't understand certain things, but the desire to be better. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. I think she saw that. And so we, we would have lots of good conversations and eventually we started getting closer. I would always ask her, Well, do you how much do you like me now? Uh hey, you know. <laughs> like where are we are we there yet? I know back in the day they didn't say friend zone, but I was like, Am I still in the friend zone? You know, so I'm trying to get out of the friend zone and slowly slowly but surely we started, you know, get closer and you know, we would you know my, my good friend would actually drive me out to see her, which was really cool. Um and uh, uh, shout out to Sarita. <laughs> and, um, hey, no. And uh, and like we, um, yeah, we just kept getting closer and closer. And finally, uh, you know, we, you know, we, you know, we got to where we, you know, were in love with each other. I, I proposed to her before I even, before it even made sense. 
I just did it. And she's like, like, I got to oh, snag I, this I, one. I got to snag. I can't let exactly. this one go. And the funny thing is, she's like, she was like, I love you, but I'm not ready for that. And I was like, well, you said you love me, though. <laughs> and then, you know, that's where, you know, but yeah, that's that's um, that's kind of how we did. And of course, we were a long distance relationship at first because I went to college. And that first whole year, you know, we were kind of distanced from each other. And then the next year she came to college with me in 2001. Um, and then, of course, um, you know, kind of tying in or saving the, 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 the faith part about it. But one of the things that stood out to me was her parents were adamant about finding a church next to the campus. Mm, like, okay. You're not, and that, that was like huge. That was huge to me to, to remember as a fond memory of her parents. Um, and, uh, you know, that was, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go where you go. <laughs> and, and, and of course that, again, that was the time where I started to really started to get into the word. And that's when it became personal because I knew God more. Mm. You know, because I was reading, I was hearing what I was hearing him speak to me, you know, through his word. And and I was like, OK, now we have a conversation and now we're talking more and now I know more about you. And so therefore we're closer. So it's not just a it's not just a, hey, that's God. How you doing? I'm doing good. All right. See you later. Wow. It's, that's crazy. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Amen. So where does. um? So let's let's talk a little bit about. um. Christian hip hop artist, um, talk talk to us a little bit about your, the projects, not the projects, <laughs> your project that you're working <laughs> on right now. Give us a little background, like what what can we expect from you from your? Is this your first project, your your full one, or this is actually? Your, uh, uh, wow, this is this is the fifth album, ooh, which is crazy. What can crazy, we expect, I mean, my brother? What can we expect? Wow, you know what? It's funny because it's hard when I say when I, like it. I have to take it in context of the progression, and then also the ones that never heard of me. Mm, so when okay. I, when, and so it's like when you're looking at this album, this album rec- represents a progression. Um, it's very on like on the surface, just kind of in a term of description. It's very now. Um, I I made a point to kind of do that balance of unique and um, and familiar, which okay. is something that. Um, the, en- the engineer, my good friend Tim Moore, whose studio I've been recording in since 2009, that's one of the things that he told me that stuck with me. You know, you got to have that balance of unique and familiar. Sometimes people just want to go all the way to the left. It's like, wow, that's so creative, but I can't stand to listen to it because it's yeah. just so out the box. Um, and there's a place for that. But I, I really managed to get that balance of familiar and unique. Man, I you know, like that. Style, I like that balance. Yeah. I mean, you need to put that on a T-shirt. Definitely, definitely. That might be the that. that might be the title of the new album. I don't know. I'm just gonna throw it I out know, there. Maybe, maybe. I'm like I have to do. I might have to do something like that. And the funny thing is, I actually have the album, the title for the next album, and the concept, and the title for the album after that already planned out. Oh snap! <laughs> so I'm like very, I'm very, I'm very chess when it comes to music. Like, <laughs> but I like that balance, but, um, dude. That balance is dope. It is, and, and that's the thing with this album. It's really, it really is in the pocket, and like at the same time. I do have the off, the, you know, the outside the box records, um, uh, record on there. So it's it's a um, uh, it's it kind of tells a story, which I didn't expect it quite to do that. But um, one of the people that because I was doing is I'm giving you know free downloads to different people, and that's one of the people that told me one of my good friends. She told me like, man, it's like it tells a story, Ooh. and so it it kind of has that progression of like you know, 
this is where I am and this is this is semi this there's some hopelessness there but at the end the hope is at the end Ooh. and so that album kind of tells you when it takes you on a journey in, in that regard um, melodically I got a um, there's a lot of stuff that's very you know bass heavy kind of like I call it like emo hip hop Ooh. positive emo hip hop so I've never heard it's that kinda, one before <laughs> yeah right, so it's right. kind of on that all level right. but then it, it's then it's like very lyrical and, and like I said I, I tell people I'm complaining a lot I do a lot of complaining on this album more than I've done in a while and it's because of you know a lot of the things that I've seen in the last couple of years you know they've kind of culminated in this album and I've finally been able to kind of get it out a little more uh, than with the previous projects now from an outset in terms of, like I said, you got the part of people who never heard of me. So that's kind of for who people who had never heard of me. Another thing I tell people is like, if you took Chance the Rapper and you mixed it with Toby Mac, you might just get this album. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, that's kind of, yeah. Yeah, it says um, I make electric CHH uh, uh, Toby Mu uh, Mac meets BEP. Yeah, I, yeah. Wow. And I, I, changed it, I, changed it, I changed it to Chance the Rapper just because, that, just because when the album is finally done, it's like, it feels more like Less, less like BEP and more like, more like Drake. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so that's where the Toby Mac kind of comes into play because of the content and because of a little bit of the, um, the diversity in terms of styles. Mm, but Big on. Hero Six, being the title, what is it? Is like Big Hero Six. I call it BGHRO Six because I ain't want to get sued by Disney. Um, like the but, movie? Oh, I love yeah, that movie. Like the, it made me I, cry, bro. Me too. Me too. Yes, that, that's one of my favorite. <laughs> My that's one of my that. favorite movies yes um i love that movie and so I, I, and um but like i got that because i was in i was at this this festival and it was hot so i wanted to buy a hat and i saw this big hero six hat and i loved it actually they have a picture of it on face on instagram and um it, it was the just big hero six and i was like well my name is june 6 mm. like, and i jokingly just put on on ig i was like um this might be the next the title of my next album and sure enough i ended up doing that and started running with that concept so big hero six being on on the on like as a progression from there my very first album that i made and released in 2008 was called um but nobody's listening um and and it was basically on that concept you, you got you got this jewel that you're about to drop and it's going to be potent it's going to be very important but no one's listening it's like, but nobody's listening. No one's gonna, no one's gonna grab it. But it's, you, you know, you have something important to say. Mm. Um, and then the next album became Operation Brainwash because it's like, okay, well, we did the, you know, the 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 very direct Christian concepts and things like that. And you got the bass beat, the, the I mean, the backpack beats and all this this um you know, underground hip hop. No one's grasping it. So let me go ahead and see this. Let me see if I can brainwash you. Mm. I'm gonna go ahead and get those shiny beats. Shiny. And get you some more pop, you know, more pop friendly stuff. And let me get you dancing to the hypnotic beats and still talk about what I'm talking about. I'm going to back off a little bit, but I'm still going to be giving you me mm. and my faith. And, you make, and, so and you make your own beats, right? Yeah, I make my own beats. Your right? own beats, all right. And, uh, with the exception of this album. This album, I was connected with a really dope producer um, uh, named Ambiance. But, um, but yeah, like, Operation Brainwash was that, that next level. Uh, uh, I even had a, I even had a mixtape called the Brain Drain mixtape. In other words, we're draining your Man, brain. I like all this from all, all of that. Cool and so, words. 
it's just like, and this is this is the stuff that goes on in my head. Like, and so like Operation Brainwash wow. then was like, okay, we've washed your brain, we've cleared all that stuff. Now we're gonna teach you the art of smiling, which was mm. the next album. And the art of smiling was like me kind of like saying, dope. okay, it's like the pain, you know, the pain is the art of smiling. Crying is the art of smiling. There's an art to it. Mm. You're not gonna smile 24 hours a day. I'm mean, having a really depressing song on the album called "The Art of Smiling," wow. <laughs> which is Yikes. ironic. Uh, I don't even really listen to it that much because it still kind of hurts me a little bit. Mm. I cried in the studio when I was recording it. Um, wow! And then you got "Super Fun," which is the, the fourth album. Uh, "Super Fun" was kind of like, okay, we've learned the art of smiling. Now we're going to take all the joy and all the pain, all the things that we're dealing with in life, and we're going to make have fun with it. You know, we're gonna we're gonna like take the challenge. You see, you see something going on. You have a challenge coming. Make make take make it fun mm, okay I, I see this i see i got this challenge coming up but i'm gonna i'm gonna have fun with it just like i you know i got i can't see i can't see well so i'm gonna get some really dope glasses <laughs> like i got some really dope glasses from zenny optical shout out zenny optical um and right, i'm right. like well i'm i can't see that well so i'm gonna have fun with it if i'm gonna wear glasses i'm gonna have fun with it and so kind of like packaging that but kind of having fun in the lord you know, we we can have fun. You know, because I, you know, even have a song called "I Love Being a Christian" on that album, and it's like saying saying lines like "We dance, we party." You know, we, you know, we. Uh, I can't remember the line, but I was saying stuff like, you know, we hit threes from distance, and Christians kill mics too. You know, it's like kind of showing out Steph, Steph Curry. But we live our lives and we have fun. We have a blast. I'm not a I'm not a like a boring dude just because I believe in Jesus. Come you know, on, I talk about fun. it. You know, I'm having super fun, and that's where that that kind of um you know progression came and now big man, hero crazy, six is man. like <laughs> i know right and, and and of course big hero six is the top of that mm. you know we've been through all that stuff now i want to be a hero to someone Ooh, you know and, and and that's the next level for me it's like okay well now it's time to be a superhero and mm. now we're trying to figure out how we can you know start to lead people you know because now i'm somebody's you know i can be somebody's hero um, or you can be somebody's villain but what I learned in this album, <laughs> Come on. what I said, I learned this album is that on this album, you're going to find that a hero becomes a hero once they realize their vulnerabilities. Mm. And so that's where this album is like, okay, well, where's the hero in this? You're complaining a lot. And they're like, pay attention, listen to it. Because there is, there is, there is strength and vulnerability. Like, you know, the word says for when I am weak, I'm strong. Mm. You know, it's like, we have a different, you know, the hero, you know, my hero allowed someone to nail him to a cross. That's what my hero did. And, and you know, Jews is like, that's not what our king is supposed to do. Our king is supposed to lead us in the battle and, and make this kingdom, you know, you know, like strong and blah, blah, blah. But that's not the kingdom we're talking about. That's not what my hero did. You know, and you don't realize that my hero, by letting, letting you know, allowing himself to be, you know, crucified by you guys, he actually accomplished everything he did. He became invincible. <laughs> I'm yes, like, whoa, yes, like yes. that's the superhero. So Big Hero 6 kind of encapsulates wow, that's you know, that whole that's thing. Dope. So that and that's where we are with Big Hero 6. And that's Ooh. the whole essence of it. Dang. All right. Um, so we can go home now. Um <laughs> check this out, dude. I wanted to get into uh more uh about you, but so I'm reading your profile right here. It says I make electric CHH meets toby mag meets bep love jesus and my family now you a brother you african-american correct yes and it says you're vegan talk about that 
Woo! You know what? It's funny because like I was just listening to listening to my wife talk to um to um I some, never to met family about I, that because everyone always has stuff. that story like how did he become vegan? Well, it actually started to happen like um through like I went through a lot of different eating phases like, okay. around around the time my son was born. Like my wife got diagnosed. Just quick quick thing. My wife got diagnosed with gestational diabetes during during her pregnancy Ooh. and so she had to eat like a 2000 calorie diet so i did it with her i was up to like almost 200 pounds at that time mm. and during that time i started to kind of see a lot of weight loss and i was like oh this is great and that's when i started to care about what i ate um mm. but it was just six small meals it didn't have like a didn't have a limitation like i just ate with you know like a it was it was still like i was still eating meat and things like that and somewhere around um that's when i started paying attention to to what i was eating uh, around 2012 uh, that's why I had suffered a panic attack. Ooh. And along with that came um, a lot of different paranoias. And I would call myself a food hypochondriac because I literally felt like every time I ate something that was meat or anything that had cholesterol in it, I was going to have a heart attack. I was like, I was scared to eat meat. I was scared to eat sugar because I felt like it was going to raise my uh, raise my heart rate and, be, and get me all wired and give me another panic attack. Mm. So I was eating sugar, wasn't eating meat, too much meat, wasn't really eating salt, and I lost more weight. <laughs> Hey now, but but then what happened was I kind of started when I finally got out of it because God brought me out of this, Come you on. know, and that's why I can tell people, you know, like man, you know, anxiety and all that stuff, that you know, there is a way out. And Talk about God that, is bro. The, Jesus is the ultimate physician. He's the great physician. And so, 2013, I just woke up one day and I thought about, I said, man, I have not had anything related to any of that ever again. It was just. It was gone. So God uh, is able to cure that. Oh, yeah. And it was a combination. Mm. And God also, the it. thing is that, you know, the way God works is like, you know, we, 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 we all know about the miracles and things like that. But also God has the ability to, you know, the providence of God. He has the ability to use things around you to get you where you need to be. And so I saw a chiropractor. I saw a therapist. I rededicated myself to Christ, focusing on, on reading in my word and, 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 and staying you know, just focusing and remembering that, man, you can't sit there and try to do this on your own. And you can't sit there and, and, and start taking on all these things on your own. you got to give it all to God. Mm. And so all these different things started coming together. Family was with me. And then I, that's how I was able to, to kind of, to get, get, get that out of my, out of my life. But what ended up happening was I started to eat less meat, if any, um, I still was trying to eat right. And then finally, I just started to eliminate me altogether because it was partially the blood pressure pills that mm. helped, that caused me to have that panic attack because I was on metoprolol, which, by the way, if any of y'all got blood pressure issues out there, do not take metoprolol. Um, Come on. Because it, 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 it lowers your heart rate, which means oh, wow. if you jump off it abruptly, your heart rate is going to jump right up. Your body's going to freak out. You're going to be like, oh, man, what's happening? And you think you're having a heart attack and then you have a panic attack. That's mm. what happened to me. So Good I went, stuff. marched Good into stuff. my doctor. <laughs> exactly. A little, little doctor's advice there. Um, Dr. I marched Six. into my doctor's office. I know, right? <laughs> hey, you know like, what? Experience is the best teacher, man. You're dropping gems right now. You're dropping gems on me. You're going to make me want to go lose weight, but I'm not. <laughs> You're gonna make me want to go to gyms, burgers in the gym. I, I'm still. I always tell everybody I go to the gym three days a week, and they look at me. What gym? I go gyms, burgers. Gyms, <laughs> burgers. Hey man, you're sharing a lot of good stuff, man. Keep it, keep going, keep but, going. Uh, but like I got, so I got. Um, I walk into the doctor's office, and I was like, man, you know what? I want off these pills. 
I'm gonna tell them, I'm gonna tell them I want off of these pills. I've been eating less meat. If I just keep eating that way, I'm sure I can get off these pills. How can I do this? And I'm sitting in the doctor's office and I'm looking up at the screen and he has forks over knives on his screen, on his on his big screen. I'm like, wait a minute. When did this happen? My doctor has forks over knives. For, for those who don't know what forks over knives is, forks over knives is a video documentary about the dangers of eating animal products. Mm. And, and and has stories of people who got on plant-based diets and, and the results of them, you know, people who had heart disease, people who had diabetes, who had all these different things, and they got on a plant-based diet and, and, it, and it transformed. So I'm watching this and I'm like, wait a minute, when did my doctor decide to start putting this up on the screen? Because I thought doctors, doctors to me, doctors, I think doctors are pill poppers. And that's what they do. Something's wrong, take a pill. <laughs> so <laughs> I walk into I'm like, the doctor's office. Your doctor's office. a pill popper. Oh, Lord. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of doctors are that way, you know. And it's like, but I walked in there and I was like, um, but this is my doctor. He's been my doctor for a long time. Really good dude. Uh, I, mean, he, I believe he's also a believer, too. Um, but I uh, walked in there and we were talking. And he was like, hey, you know what? I'm actually a vegan now. I was like, huh. So I was telling him what I was trying to do. And you know, how I feel like I can get all these pills because I've been eating a certain kind of way, so I should be okay. Um, is there a way I can, you know, get off these blood pressure pills? Because I hate metoprolol. I feel like it's the reason I had that panic attack, and I don't like it and all this other stuff. Um, he was like, you know what? I'm going to prescribe you a plant-based diet. And I was like, okay. So that was my doctor's prescription, a plant-based diet. Wow. So I actually, that same day, I stopped eating all animal products. That was back in, I want to say 2015, maybe? Wow. 16, maybe 2016. And I have not had a, a, anything animal-based outside of honey ever since. Mm. And so that's where it happened. Uh, and I got off metoprolol. I got off of that pill. I'm only taking hydrochlorothiazide, which is like a water pill, which I'm still trying to get off of that too. But that was, you know, I've been feeling great. You know, I, I'm, I don't even remember the last time I had an animal product. And I don't miss it. And so that's pretty much how I became vegan. So now <laughs> that, that's been my thing, too. I have vegan adventures on my Instagram. If you ever go into my stories, go to, like, vegan, vegan adventures. You'll see all kinds of really dope foods on there. Crazy. Uh, and dope restaurants, like, around Cali. You know, I'm always trying to go to different places and see what the vegan scene is like. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's wow, that's story. awesome. Hey dude, that's awesome, yeah. man. A lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, good stuff for people to, uh, take in consideration. One of the things that I loved about what you were saying, you were speaking about, um, I know we're probably going way back, but you got a lot of young people. I was a youth leader for many years and mm -hmm. I'm sure that you probably dealt with a lot of young people too. And, and identity is huge. Identity has probably been at, at one point in my life kind of like the the um the demise of me you know as a teenager you know wanting to be something that i wasn't created to be and yeah. uh, true identity comes when you know who you are in christ exactly. you know and and you seem to have found who you are in a in a in a, in a, in a godly sense because some people feel like i was born this way i uh this is who god's called me to be Regardless of what it is, whether it's a lifestyle, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's the way you make your money, whether it's the way, you know, you run around town, how important it is for to you, how important it is for a person uh, that has identity issues to 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 know that that they can find their identity in Christ like you have, because you seem to be I mean, OK in your own skin. 
you know what it's it's um it's really important because I think that's one of the biggest things that you know that's one of the biggest issues we have right now it's like mm. everyone is you know it's funny because I have a song called core on the album you know and it starts off with this you know with the chorus going you ain't doing you you doing what everyone else say do <laughs> you doing what everyone else say cool you ain't doing you and you know a lot of times we let other people define who we are Ooh. Um, Ooh, we on. let other people define who we're not we let other people define who we're supposed to be Ooh, I, like um, it. I like it and it's like that whole um, challenge especially if you're young and you don't have somebody saying you're beautiful mm. you are worthy you know you are you are you know uh intelligent you are wise you know i mean even though i had people telling me that when i was growing up oh you're ugly blah 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 blah. you know my mom thought was beautiful Come you know on. she still kept that going you know no matter what and of course when you're a kid you don't be like oh you of course you think i'm beautiful you know but you're my mama you know <laughs> exactly of course you think i'm beautiful yeah. you got a face only you know here you got a face only your mother can love Come well on. hey at least she loves it you know what i'm saying it's like and, and like for that that whole thing with the youth right now it's like it's not only that it's like people feel like that um their identity has to be shaped by other things other than what god says who you are and when you realize what god says who you are when you find out that god felt that you were worth dying for like that's a that's a big um lift uplifting thing for someone to hear you know when someone finds out you know what you know you are a child of god you know you are create you are fearfully and wonderfully made Ooh, come on and, and and i think you know one of the things like like um you know um uh, one of the brothers at, at, at church and the preacher said you know um brother franklin he was like as soon as you, the more you know about who God is, the more you, the more you know who you are. Ooh, come on, talk about. And a it. lot of times, if people don't know who God is, they're never going to fully understand who they are because that's how we get our identity. You know, you start studying, you start seeing who God is because now you know exactly what God decided for you to be. Um, one of the funny things, the uh, funny things, fascinating things I heard was, you know, when, you know, when Jesus made, when God made Adam and Eve, and He was like, you know, be fruitful and multiply, you know. I never thought about this. It was like, fill the earth with my image. Mm. And it's like, okay, that was the plan. Fill the earth with my image. In other words, I want people that are running around and they're thinking like I do. They're doing things the way I do. They're oh, being holy snaps. like I'm holy. And it's like, if you understand that that's your goal when you were brought here, you were, you were designed to bring glory to God, you got your purpose already. Wow. You know, when somebody, when, I, when somebody, when I make, if I make a song, that song is my song. And so it's like, okay, if it does, if it does anything else besides being a song, then it didn't do what it's supposed to do. If I make a cup and it functions like a fork, something's wrong. Mm. Right. And so now we realize, okay, well, if you were made, you were made to love him. That's why people feel awkward. If they don't believe in God, they feel awkward when someone starts talking about God. Because it's like you're pulling yourself towards something that you know you're supposed to be near, but you don't want to because you just want to be stubborn. Mm. You know, it's like it, it, it makes you feel awkward. No one feels awkward when you talk about the Stay, the stay Puff Marshmallow Man. 
You know, like, oh, man, I believe in the state puff marshmallow, man. He's amazing, you know? Yeah. You, yeah. Know, or, you know, if it's not awkward, if I talk about, you know, some fictional character, you know, it, you know, it feels awkward, but you talk about God, I feel awkward now. Why? Because that's where I'm supposed to be, but I don't want to be there. So the youth really, you know, the ones that, that really get through this life and they're able to deal with the, the peer pressure and things like that, their parents or whoever's in their life has established that you are a child of God and that you are worth you are worth dying for and that you know you have a a god that loves you oh, you know you're valued you know you're yes, valued yes yes and so but then that goes back to knowing who god is if you can't establish that then you'll never strive to get to where he is because you don't know who he is and you wow, don't know what he is like, you know I mean, stuff, man. And, and um, one thing, one thing I wanted to, to mention is like one thing that stood out to me is that the example of when when um, Moses goes up to Pharaoh and he goes, uh, "Let my people go," right? Thus saith the Lord. And Pharaoh goes, "Who is this Lord that you speak of? I don't know who God is, and I'm not going to let your people go." There's no connection. Therefore, Pharaoh's identity with God is like. Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know who he is. I'm not gonna let your people go. You're telling me God said let me people go. I don't know who God is. So how am I gonna let your people go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no yeah. there's 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 no connection. So it's like when you tell somebody, okay, you're special because God said so, I'm like, well who's God? Mm. Like, what are you telling me this for? I, I, I feel like dirt. I feel like I'm nobody. So why are you telling me that? Well, now I have to tell you what Jesus did. I gotta tell you who God is. Come on, come on. Now I know who God is. Okay. And he did what for me? And, and he's, he's done this and, and he created what? And he, that's an amazing. And he loves me. Mm, come Whoa. On. And so now you're starting to develop that again, back to the whole acquaintance. Hi, how are you doing? Versus I know you, I know you so well that I know me. And that's, wow. that's what we got to get the youth to, you know, everybody, You're not even youth. There's some old people that yeah, no, no, definitely, <laughs> still don't definitely. know who they are. You know, definitely. So. Amen. As we coming, we're coming for a landing. Go ahead and talk to us about how we can um help if people um when can we expect the album to drop? Two All is right. um how can they get a hold of you on social media? Um, break it down for us. All right. So the album, uh, the album is called. It's gonna be called BGH R O Six or Big Hero Six. That album is coming out for pre-order on Google Play and iTunes on March 27th. So March 27th is when you can pre-order it. The album is going to be on all platforms on April 10th, um, everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, um, and probably a couple weeks later, God willing, Pandora. So there is no escaping. <laughs> there hey are no now. excuses. Um, so it's everywhere. Um, Amazon, you can get an order a free CD. Uh, so that's, so that's, that's all... You know, already set for that. Um, as far as you know, finding me, um, I'd say Instagram is probably your best bet because I'm always on there, and that's just at J U N number six I X. Um, the reason it's number six I X is because I had J U N S I X, and then something went wrong, so I had to redo it again. And now I have the six. So J U N six I X is, is Instagram. Um, that's where I'm, you know, best found. Um, and then uh, just. Uh, uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much it as far as where to where to find me, um, and yeah, it's a it's gonna be an album that I think everyone you know I feel like it's the most important album of the year. I'm biased though, 
<laughs> hey man, it's but your stuff, man. It's your stuff. Definitely. So. And man, I like that uh, quote. I, I want to say it might have been Lecrae. He said, uh, I've, uh, I have to be me because everybody else is taken. You know, you, True. And I tell people, I'm I'm kind of a lazy guy at times. So like trying to be other people, just it's just too much for me. I, I just don't have the energy for it. But what I love about you, brother, is as I'm talking to you for an hour and three minutes, amen, and I'm, I told you, man, it goes by when you start talking about Jesus. I know, right? <laughs> you start talking about the goodness of God, and you shared so much tonight, man. Dude, I, I, I'm so blessed that you were able to open up about, you know, just the anxiety, the, you know, uh, depression. You talked about, you know, uh, military kid uh, coming to know Christ. Big shout out to the wifey. Um, this is what I want yes. you to do. This is what I want Definitely. you to do for the next two minutes. I want you to mm-hmm. say, talk a little bit about your wifey, brag about her a little bit. Make the make every guy who listens to this podcast jealous because you got the goods. For sure, you know, and that's funny, man. I could, I could, shoop, I could talk about her for three days in a row. Oh, but, come on, but um, you know, I mean, really, it's 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 someone that you know, you you find someone that actually values people. You know, that will sacrifice, you know, for the other person that's always concerned about how the other person is feeling. You know, she, she, you know, gets up at 3.30 every morning to go to work, you know, and and then still comes home and, 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 and makes dinner and makes sure that, you know, my son's tucked in bed and things like that. Uh, just and just loving all the way around. Um, you can tell you can tell she has, you know, it was raised well. You know, mm-hmm. I was, you know, you know, unfortunately her, um, you know, both her parents are gone now. Um, but they created, you know, they raised a masterpiece, <laughs> you know, Ooh, come you on, know, you know, beautiful God fearing, um, all about the kingdom, you know, our best conversations and when we're just sitting there for like hours, just talking about God, mm-hmm. talking about his word, asking questions, learning about studying his word. She wants to be at church, wants to be a Bible study. Um, and um you know wants to always wants to do better always mm. is striving to do better and wants me to succeed you know a lot of people don't have that you know it's like okay well how can i you know be chasing this this rap thing you know well you know you met me as a rapper and she met me as a rapper and she stuck with me you know met me as a rapper met me as someone who was kind of broken didn't really know you know what what to do with things and didn't really understand god the way i should have and 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 just you know you know, kind of, you know, walked with me and, and, and kind of got me to, to where I am. And so we kind of help each other now, you know, now I've kind of learned more. So iron sharp as iron, you know, we're, <laughs> we're keeping each other sharp. Um, and just, you know, and also she's on the album. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> on, come on. What is she? Uh, not the current album. But she's on the last album, the album before she didn't make, she didn't get on this. Oh, she's, she's been on a couple of the albums too. Oh, amen. So, you know, has, has a voice too. And, and, and just, um, you know, talented in so many different ways, you know, hardworking, um, and um, just, and of course, like I said, beautiful. Oh, it looks like you, ma- uh, you married up. <laughs> it looks like you married oh, yeah. up, my brother. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that, you know, that's 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 that life-changing thing. I mean, once you can, you know, she doesn't like to hear me say that she changed my life, but real talk, that's what she did. No, definitely, you know, definitely. That's what she did. And so, I mean, God sends people in your life for a reason. And I can I I can't ever not believe in God because my wife is the embodiment of God loving me enough to send me something, someone that would it, like her into my life. That's that's 
enough proof for me. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> so. we, we have a saying at church that you, you married up. <laughs> I, always, sure. I always tell people when I see the pictures of their wives, I'm like, hey, man, how you do that? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, how you get that pretty girl to, to, to marry you? And then they'll be like, well, how did you get your wife to marry you? I said, when I figure it out, I'm going to let you know. And then God gives us <laughs> good-looking kids. And then that was a, I don't, I, uh, they had to look like their mama. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Because, yeah, my son got some swag. <laughs> amen, amen. Well, yeah. amen, man. We talked about a lot of stuff tonight. We we kind of, uh, I'm glad that you were very open, man. Um, I know uh, God is, uh, has done something amazing in your life. God has uh, truly uh, brought you to this place. Um, like I always, like I was uh, telling you earlier, we're going to finish this. We can do it two ways. However you want to do it, you can spit some bars or you can share something from your heart. Um, final thoughts, final words from um, uh, you, brother, wh- whatever's on your heart. Um, well, I guess this is a, um, a verse from the uh, You Don't Know Me, which is like the last the last one of the songs in the album hopefully i remember it but this is uh <clears throat> goes like this it goes i tell my story in cryptic vignettes but deep inside my mind where nobody has been yet i speak about faith as though i haven't sinned yet but don't be confused i'm as flawed as the song when it hasn't been mixed yet i don't want to talk about death or dying but i believe in heaven i don't want to learn about dealing with pain but i do know how to teach a lesson Confident that I'm the greatest with the boss And I start hearing y'alls and my pride takes a pause My soul can be as dirty as kitten paws I try to follow laws to avoid Satan's claws My series is comedy, my angry is perky Apparently baptism don't mean quit sin cold turkey My skills got him nauseous like eating old turkey I'm a big boy, petty words don't hurt me Neo's so sick flow, I'm so herpes All you wanna do is beef, you were so jerky Push up my glasses, I am so nerdy. Yet I'm ready for the big game, I'm so worthy. I could have folded back when daddy left the earth, but there's too many people that I need to get to church. I could have folded back when daddy left the earth, but there's too many people that I need to get to church. Let's get to work. Woo! Come on, baby. Man. <laughs> hey, man, I just want to thank you, brother, for uh, sharing your life with me, opening your heart. Uh, you, you have a, uh, man, dude, like, you have really blessed me, my brother. I appreciate it, man. You're listening hey, to thanks the, for having me. You're listening to the app podcast with my brother from another mother, uh, June 6th. And uh his album's gonna be coming out again, uh March twenty what? Pre order twenty seventh, pre order. Pre order. You can catch him on Instagram under J U N the number six uh one I I X. Amen. Uh, yes. I done destroyed that one. Amen, um, <laughs> yeah, number six, IX. Yes. Amen. Uh, I want to thank you. I appreciate you, brother. Um, I pray that uh, this is the beginning of a friendship that we uh, we're building. Um, Definitely. But, uh, again, Definitely. man, thank you for coming. Uh, thank you for answering the phone. And um, until next time, my brother. Thank you. God bless you. All right. God bless you too. God bless. Amen. All right. Woo! Ooh! 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 Another amazing, amazing, amazing interview, man. This is the brother, uh, June, J-U-N, 6-I-X. Uh, you can catch him on Instagram. I love his title. It says, I Make Electric C-H Music. Toby, Back, Toby Mac meets Chance the Rapper. He loves Jesus, his family. He's vegan. Uh, he's a liquor fan. Amen. So, man, I love how... 
He was able to open up about his life, about his struggles. But at the end of the day, he still goes forward. A man who knows who he is. A man who knows who he is in Christ. A blessed man. Amen. And, uh, and let's do it. Till next time, brothers and sisters in the Lord, remember this. Remember these uh, words. If anything I can share with you. Number one, know that you're loved. 1 John 3.3 3. Know that you're accepted. Ephesians 1.6 I am a child of God. John 1.12 I am a friend of Jesus. John 15.14 And this one, I am a joint heir with Jesus, sharing in his inheritance with him. Romans 8.17 So tonight I pray that you would open your heart, that you would repent for your sins, ask God to forgive you, Admit you're a sinner. Receive the, the gift of salvation so that you can give your life to the Lord and end up in, in glory when it's all said and done. Like I always say, got to go. You can probably hear my kids in the background. I'm hungry. Got some carne asada fries in the um refrigerator. Don't tell June 6, man, because he's vegan and I don't know if he'll, he'll, he'll get mad at me. But again, love my brother in Christ. Love that he shared uh, his life with you. I'm like on cloud 55. Remember this, and in everything you do, give God glory. God bless you. Have a wonderful night.